0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bytes. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week. So you can keep your finger on the pulse, on your way to work, at the gym, wherever and whenever you have time to get updated. Please remember that this podcast
1: is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Stay tuned for additional disclosures at the end of
0: today's episode. So, are you ready? Here we go. Hello everyone, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. As usual, I'm joined by Josh Gilbert. Josh, how are you? I'm very good, Sam. Very good. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well for all our lovely listeners and watchers. Remember like, share, subscribe, give us a rating if it's good. We've got a big one today. We're going to cover Apple Meta and Microsoft, but it was probably one of the hardest decisions to choose what to talk about this week. You had SoFi, Pfizer, General Motors, Microsoft, AMD, Alphabet, Starbucks, Boeing, Novo Nordisk, MasterCard, uh, Amazon, Meta, Exxon, Chevron. An insane week, Josh.
1: Yeah, by far the biggest week uh, of the year. And uh, it's always good when we have these weeks um, because it gets everyone excited about markets. Everyone's looking at what's going on. But you know can't they learn to spread themselves out a little bit i mean you get those real quiet weeks when nothing happens and
0: no earnings and instead everyone just decides to report on the same week but hey hey that's markets that is markets i i uh i did a, a webinar with ben Laidler, our global market strategist on on monday and asked people a question and i said do you like these weeks or do you hate these weeks like it because there's always something going on obviously it's the fed week as well there's a lot of data coming out, blah, blah, blah. Do you like it? Or are you someone where you say, actually, I hate it. I prefer weeks where there isn't that much data. I can be a little bit more calm. And 80% will like, love it, 20% hate it. But it's important to know what you like and what you don't like. If you are someone that isn't great when markets are you know, able to turn on a, on an edge because there's headlines coming out all the time, take a week off or if you're someone that you do love it and you perform best this is the week for you um so our first subject is going to be apple um and depending when people listen to it it could be the biggest company in the world by market cap or it could be the second biggest company in the world by market cap i mean it's my uh, neck and neck with microsoft at the moment which we'll, we'll touch upon a little bit later but with this report what what do you think we should really keep an eye on here
1: yeah, for me, I think Apple is the focus of the week. As you say, you've got huge, huge names coming out, but Apple is the one that I think really takes the spotlight for a couple of reasons. And one is it has lost its place to Microsoft as the world's most valuable stock. Um, and it also at the same time, you had Microsoft taking out the 3 trillion club as well. So it kind of lost two, two places at the same time. But alongside Tesla, shares have lagged in the last sort of 12 months compared to the rest of that Magnificent Seven. Again, still done very well in that time. I think that's, you know, a really good point to make, but has lagged against that, that sort of broader performance from those other names in the Magnificent Seven. Um, And a lot of that has come from this concern of of weaker iPhone demand and China. China is a big one. Mm. um, And I think that's going to be really key for Apple to address that on its earnings call and give some insights, you know, to investors as to you know how demand is looking in China. Competition. You know it accounts for about twenty percent of its iPhone sales, so it's a huge, huge region, um, and it's a region that we know is struggling. Um, deflation is 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 real. It was real in China, uh, and that is ultimately meaning that people aren't spending any money, um, and you know consumption is is very, very low, and and that means people aren't probably going to buy an iPhone. So that is really important for demand. So we want to clear that up. On the other foot. The bright spot is services we've talked about it quite a few times on the podcast and that is going to be key i think for apple's sort of future growth obviously its products will always be that sort of prominent figure uh but services is really key and that includes the likes of icloud music apple tv etc and why is it important well it has super high margins um always important for any business and it has an eye-watering one billion paying subscribers So that in itself is an opportunity because, you know, you've got customers that are embedded within the ecosystem that continue to stay. You know, if you're in iCloud, it's very easy to go to Apple TV. It's easy to go to Apple music. It's easy to use Apple pay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you you're embedded within that system and you spend more money because it's easy. And then you've even got more users left to target over time as well. So that's going to be a real key uh, part for the business. And I think that will shine through again, but again, it is navigating a really difficult period i'm not expecting that to last too long for apple you know tim cook and his team are usually pretty good at turning things around and shifting that narrative you know, it's a tech powerhouse that consumers know and love. Uh, we have got a bit of a bright spot as well. We've got the launch of its new Vision Pro headset, um, you know, the VR metaverse sort of launch. Um, that has, I think, plenty of potential. And and the demand rumors that are swirling, uh, I think, are starting to excite people a little bit because there's some big demand rumors there. You know, conversations around close to a million Deliveries of that Vision Pro headset within the first year, which is huge numbers, especially at the price point of about a thousand dollars a piece. Um, but look either way, you know, Tim Cook and his team need a good earnings call. They need to sort of change this narrative, which is ultimately very bearish at the moment on Apple. It's had a lot of downgrades in in uh, you know in in twenty twenty four so far. So but they need a good earnings call to, to sort of really turn things around. I think.
0: Yeah, and and their earnings after the market close on thursday uh, so for those that are uk based the market close is of course 9 p.m at the moment so yeah a little bit after that they're going to report uh, so it's, it's quite an interesting chart technically looking at this and uh anyone who who follows myself on twitter will know uh probably when would it have been beginning of the year back end of last year i, I tweeted out something uh With the 200-day moving average for Apple, very, very uh, well respected. We're currently trading at 188. At the time of recording for this podcast, the 200-day moving average is around 180, so not far off. We just, obviously, you know, on the uh, on the 14th of December, reached a new all-time high. Could argue it's a double top, bit of a rejection lower, and now it's kind of stuck in between the 200-day moving average. And the all-time high is a bit of a range. And if if anything, it's bang in the middle of that. So with this earnings report, if it's good, okay, great. Let's now push higher, attack a new tool, all-time high and push on. If it's not that good, you actually worry a little bit. And over the last few years, Apple has had periods. And if I go back just to, say, July 2023, where it ended up moving down 16%. If I go back to August 2022, Moved down thirty percent. If I go to March 2020 it moved down twenty seven percent, and then before that, January two years ago, it moved down seventeen percent from those peaks. So there are times where you have a poor bit of news or sentiment, that Apple can come under pressure. The good news for the bulls is every time it has recovered and gone to a new all time high. So maybe there are people thinking. Okay, I wouldn't mind if this earnings report isn't that good. Our next subject is Meta. How are you feeling about this? They also report after the market close on Thursday. What will we look back on, do you think, on Thursday evening or Friday morning? And and uh, and uh, they will be our sort of talking points. Yeah, well, I think
1: firstly, what a turnaround uh, oh, for the books it's yeah. been for... For Marky, Marky Zucks and his team at Meta, um, a dismal 2022 into a record 2023 with that new record high it took out at the start of this year. Um, You know, went into efficiency mode, cut costs, you know, that helped profits more than double in the last year. But I think what's really important to that is, okay, you've done all of that what's next and a lot of that i got on the last earnings call because i thought from the last earnings call in q3 they were really starting to lay the groundwork for future growth and they were starting to loosen up the purse strings again um they spoke about spending billions on ai and i think for now any spending on ai is well placed you know we saw that with microsoft which we'll touch on in a moment we've seen it with nvidia and any name if you're spending on ai right now it's good. I think investors might be a little bit worried that you know can they control that spending again? It got really out of hand with um, with with sort of that metaverse push with reality labs. Uh, so some investors will be a bit a bit worried to to sort of see uh, the cash being flown about again, but ultimately, I think investors would be more worried if you know meta gets left behind in the AI race. you know AI uh, big tech shouldn't be on that list of of stocks being left behind in AI. You know especially when we're talking about their monstrous balance sheets um and then if we look at something like alphabet which we had overnight its results were good it was pretty decent but they weren't perfect and again unless you're anything but perfect Mm -hmm. after the run that these stocks have had after the expectations are so high you're sort of going to be punished a little bit. And I think what happened there was Alphabet missed slightly on its advertising model, the key advertising model, which is obviously search. So I think the results for Meta hinge on its advertising business as well. And as I say, Alphabet's result maybe doesn't paint the prettiest picture for Meta there, but I do think advertising spend is picking up. I think it's found its bottom and we are going to see companies spending again. Um, Growth across its... Apps, I think, is going to be really in focus. Uh, that was uh, some of the the sort of the key takeaways from from its Q3 report. Reels, its short-form video format, was doing really, really well, um, proving to be a real success. And, and I think that needs to remain that way for adver- advertising dollars to sort of continue to flow through so that will be i think the the real big takeaway there we might also get a bit of an update on um its uh, metaverse push with its ai and um ray-ban glasses as well to see how that performed let's see if it is actually all it's cracked up to be we'll see but um, I think what's really important to note is even with its recent success taking out that all time high, it is still the cheapest amongst the Magnificent Seven when it comes to its valuation. It's trading at twenty-two times forward earnings, which is is much lower than than the rest of those big tech names as well. And and I think that that might be attractive for some investors, especially when we've seen those valuations inflated over the last sort of twelve to eighteen months. Um, especially with what I think there is plenty for investors to be excited about with Meta uh, moving forward in the short term.
0: Yeah, another one, interesting one to to keep an eye on. Uh, you mentioned a couple of companies there that have already reported Alphabet uh, not received too well, currently down just over 5%, nearly 6% following their earnings last night. And uh, AMD as well down nearly 7%, 6.5% following their earnings. So it shows what can happen if you do miss. Um, your your report uh, but a lot of these companies like you said Meta they're trading above it's all time high or trading at it's all time high $400 remember uh, if you go back to September 2021 it was trading at, at 378 and then went as low as 90 remarkable move and from a percentage point of view that's uh, 76% move to the downside I mean that is remarkable you, if you were to say now Meta's going to go 76% lower. You'd be like, in in what world? Um, It was quite interesting just looking at the chart. So since uh, the 31st of October, which is when the downturn stopped and we started moving higher, we've had 65 weeks. Okay, so 31st of October 2022, only 18 of those 65 were negative. It just shows how resilient the market has been to any downturn. We'll go up again. It's uh, been a pretty incredible move, I have to say. Uh, Our next subject then is going to be on Microsoft. And they're a a company that uh, have reported um, already after the close on Tuesday. Thoughts, Josh? Yeah, I mean, initially... I mean, Microsoft have just
1: stepped all over Apple in 2024. Hmm. Um, they've just they've just they've literally stamped on it like it is an Apple, crushed it, made it into an Apple crumble. Um, Love it. T- taking out, like I said earlier, that sort of three trillion in market cap, leapfrogged them to, to the sort of the be the top stock. And, and do you know, what? it actually surprised me. I, I didn't realize at the start of this year how close Microsoft actually were to apple in terms of taking out that top spot and also that trillion three trillion dollar spot as well so it did take me by a bit of surprise but it just goes to show what ai uh can do for you and that is where microsoft has invested significantly mm-hmm. from its big stake in chat gpt pioneer OpenAI to ai chips and obviously its co-pilot ai subscription service as well but it's paying off it's really really paying off uh, revenue was up by 18%, uh, in Q4, uh, profit was up by 33%. Um, so both of those were, were pretty much, so the revenue was a record and the profitability was, uh, the second in second best in history. And I think what that tells us is that AI is making Microsoft some serious, serious cash. It's not just NVIDIA. Um, it is Microsoft as well, and they're, they're being rewarded for, for those early investments, um, Azure as well, we spoke about it last week, was going to be really important in this report. That's Microsoft Cloud's business. Reported 30% growth, was better than expectations, and that is a result that I think will be well-received by Wall Street uh, after four quarters of slower growth. The, it's not had the best reaction after hours. Mm. It's, it's, it's seen a bit of weakness, but I can't see any reason why that is. This was a stellar, stellar yeah. result. It was Everything was good about it. You know guidance was good every metric was above expectations Uh, everything was good the only thing i can put it down to is a little bit of profit taking you know we've got to record levels you've got to a three trillion dollar market cap you've overtaken at the top you've come out with another good report everyone goes right okay let's take a little bit of cash off the table here uh Mm. it's you know how good do the good times last well, I think the good times are set to continue for Microsoft. I think enterprise spending on cloud and AI is is only rising. And I think that, you know, good times are going to keep going. And I, and I think they demonstrated today why they are sitting pretty as the most valuable company on the planet. Um, they made strategic investments in AI. They did it early. And now they're blowing their competition out of the water. Uh, so I can't see why that doesn't continue. And you've even got... A tailwind from activision to come from that as well we've not even spoken about gaming revenue that was up you know we've not even spoken about personal computing that has sort of found a bottom and continue to rise as well there's so many amazing parts about microsoft business that i think will just continue to sort of you know ultimately making
0: it the juggernaut of wall street yeah and uh that's another stock that's actually trading above 400 for the marker just like uh, meta is incredible move from from microsoft i mean we, we go back to january last year and it's trading at 220. so since that aka just over a year we're at the back end of january now it's got up 84 uh remarkable but again it's another one where it's had periods where it's gone lower i mean you look at the high that we had in november 2021 like a lot of to- uh stocks you know, until that low in January last year that I talked about, you know, it's a 37, 40% move to the downside. So it has had had periods where it's come under pressure, but eventually the cream rises to the top. Uh, For those that are lucky enough to listen to this on the release date, which is the 31st of January, a few things to be aware of. German CPI, 1pm, you've got the US ADP report. uh, And as usual, that's on a Wednesday Non-farm payrolls is on the Friday. Got US Chicago PMI also 2.45 today, uh, UK time, all of this. And then for the oil traders, as usual, you got the DOE crude oil inventories following the API last night. And then this evening, the FOMC expected to keep rates at 5.5%. Josh, as usual, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Take care, guys. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.